0: Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 20th day of August. I'm Paul. Thanks for joining me as we continue deeper into the Mark 14 account of Jesus' trial. Actually, the trial begins in the verse we've arrived at today, verse 53. Jesus has been in the Garden of Gethsemane all night. We can assume he hasn't slept a wink. He has spent the evening in prayer. He was... uh, accosted and arrested by soldiers led by Judas who gave him the Judas kiss. And now we head into the high priest. Verse 53, they led Jesus away to the high priest and with him were assembled all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes. But Peter followed him at a distance right into the courtyard of the high priest and he sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. Let's leave Peter alone for a moment and deal with this section of the narrative because this portion of narrative all the way up through the about verse 15 of chapter 15 has Jesus and having two trials technically. And this is important, actually. It's not just a technicality. It's an important technicality. Jesus is recorded as having A threefold trial in front of Jewish leaders and a threefold trial in front of Roman leaders, or in spiritual terms, a complete set of trials in front of Jews and a complete set in front of Gentiles. And I think that the whole narrative flow of this story tilts to showing that there's equal guilt on both sides. So to walk away from the passion narrative and say the Jews killed Jesus is to ignore the role of the Romans, which are the Gentiles, which is everyone else. And I think this is this threefold trial, and you've got to put the other Gospels in with Mark in order to end up with a threefold trial. I'll talk about what what I mean by that in a second. But in order to get there, You you put the other gospels in, you find that a threefold trial by on the Jewish side is equaled by a threefold trial on the Roman side, thus, all of a quote unquote all of the humanity of that day is guilty of the death of Christ. By extension, then, we claim as Christians. Ourselves to be guilty of the death of Christ. It's not accurate to say, I killed Jesus, because you weren't there. You didn't drive the nails into his hands and feet. But when you begin to see the death of Christ on the cross in some ways sacrificial, and, and I think there's a lot of ways to see the death of Christ on the cross, and I've talked about them Seems like ad nauseum through writings and this podcast and through sermons. There's not one singular lens, by the way, through which to see the cross. But there's a lot of lenses. And so whichever one you see through at this moment, and I kind of think that's how it works, is they kind of come and go in relevance of your life. One of the lenses, without a doubt, is the sacrifice. That Jesus becomes the Paschal Lamb and lambs were offered up on behalf of the offender, which therefore gives us one way to look at the cross, is that Jesus is being offered up on behalf of the offender. Well, the offender is the Jewish world of his day but and the Roman world of his day, but because we are followers of Christ and have stepped into his death, thanks to the Pauline version of the gospel in which his death becomes our death, then in many respects, we put ourselves into the story. I'm saying all that to say, I don't think it's theologically accurate to say, you know, if I was the only person in the world, Jesus would have died for me. I, I don't, I mean, I think that's a, I don't know if it's maybe it's an unnecessary stretch of the way we present the gospel. Um, but it, 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 I do understand what people mean. And I also understand when people say. Well, you and I are guilty of the death of Jesus. But in real practical terms, everyone that had the power to do it or not to do it in Jesus' day was responsible for Jesus' death. That's my point, is that we need to stop with this idea that one certain person killed Jesus or one group of people killed Jesus. The narrative tries to show both sides equally guilty. Now, the trials that are laid out have got all kinds of errors. There's all kinds of irregularities. Uh, The principles of justice seems to be subordinated in favor of expediency and and politics. But let's leave that aside in, in regards to whether or not that's how a trial would have been conducted. What we have is the record according to the Gospels. And so the Jewish trial had three parts. It starts, and this, by the way, is reported only in John. John chapter 18, verse uh, two different passages in John 18. And I recommend you grab your Bible and look this up. But in John 18, Jesus starts at a hearing before Annas. And Annas was the father of Caiaphas. He was the former high priest. It's almost like, John reports them taking Jesus to Annas as he's sort of the elder statesman. What would he say? So there's your first part. And then Mark tells us about the trial before the Sanhedrin. Caiaphas, who is the high priest, is in his house. And then when you get to chapter 15, they have another trial, an early morning session in front of the Sanhedrin. So if you put Mark and John together, you have a threefold trying of Jesus at the hands of Judaism. The Romans do the same thing because in chapter 15, we'll get into this in a few days, Jesus stands before Pontius Pilate. Then in Luke 23, Pilate sends Jesus to Herod and then in Mark 15, Jesus goes back to Pilate. So just as he has three separate moments of trial for lack of a better word in, this, in Jewish circles he has three separate moments of trial in Roman circles I think it's interesting that the gospel writers who aren't sitting in the same room collaborating do end up giving us three distinct trials on both sides of the spiritual social aisle Jewish Gentile um, you do with that what you will but for what it says to me is that all stand equally guilty um, I mentioned the courtyard of the high priest in verse 54. Now, normally the Sanhedrin would, would meet near the mark, in the marketplace near the temple, but the, t- the trial seems to take place in the residence of the high priest. That's pretty irregular. It's also at night. Um, it's unusually hasty. So it seems to be something nefarious right out of the blocks. We'll move on into some of the details of this trial tomorrow. See you then. God bless.